Hi guys, it's yours truly, Angie McDonald. It's another episode of Wounded to Wonderful with Angie McDonald. And I'm here to talk to you this beautiful Saturday evening, um, hot as well, down here in the greater Atlanta region, hoping it's cooler where you are. But I know it's been a little bit more than a week since I recorded my last episode and life got a hold of me in a such a way that every time I said, let me take at least 10 minutes and record this, something else pops up. So it's been one of those busy yet productive yet busy um, types of weeks for me. And um, all in all, I'm grateful. And um, this new level of focus and this new level of drive um, really brought me to a place of introspection and um, having me combing over the series of events of my life in the last 12 months and new lessons that I've learned and felt it necessary to necessary to share with you all in regards to uh, maintaining that focus, maintaining that new level of drive and aspiration and goals and what have you. And it definitely is not, you know, a sugar-coated and feel-good uh, message that I'm bringing to you today, but it's something that's going to cause you to feel uncomfortable in the level of introspection that I've had to endure, where I felt the anxiety of having to let certain things go in order to go to the next level. I had to actually face myself, look in the mirror of who I am as an individual and um, see my environments and finally start paying attention to the signs. And even when I did, my reluctancy to actually face them Um, caused certain events to say, whereas (laughs) the atmosphere and and I would say definitely God had his major hand in this in destiny and uh, fine tuning my purpose that even though I saw the the, the signs and the red flags, me being a person of, um, you know, being fair and loving and understanding, maybe a little too much, I allowed certain things to fester to where God had to yank it from me by me allowing by allowing me to feel certain feelings that I never wanted to feel again. So as a result of that um, reflection and introspection of, you know, life's uh, recent events in the last 12 months, one message that came out of it, out of many, but one that I'm focusing on is circle spot check. And I want us to have a circle spot check in our lives stop and, and check who's in our environment, who's in our, uh, who's in our lives, who's, um, having a little bit more negative influence than some than, than positive, who is, um, dictating to us what our lives should be like, even in their disarray, even in their malfunction and dysfunction, um, who's giving us unauthorized advice, who is saying they love us with one side of their mouth and the other side of the mouth is slander, is degradation is smearing of your your character um one who is um having ulterior motives of being a part of your life and a part of your rise and a part of your growth and i want you to really take a moment and have a circle spot check but let me come back to you with some points for you to pay attention to all right and here we go Well, hey there again. Well, 
like I said, it's circle spot check time. I started, you know, a little series of little um, signs to pay attention to when you need to really start spot checking your um, circle. You know, like how it is when there's random spot checks on traffic with officers checking our credentials, our driving credentials, making sure our licenses, insurance and registration are up to date. And even just recently, in the midst of my whole circle spot check um, awareness, I had two spot checks happen to me in less than a week. The first one was an officer trailing my vehicle. I was with my kids heading home from my parents' house. And his officer just unassumingly stopped me. I would not you know, assume any reason why he would. But... You know, when after he asked for my information, which I calmly gave, came back and said, oh, just letting you know the light over your license plate is out. Really? Okay. So thankfully, everything else was in order. I was polite, cordial, even cracked a joke with him, went on my very way. Then again, it was two nights ago, again, coming from my parents' home, heading to my home. And at my exit, there were a whole bunch of police cars. So I assumed it was an accident, you know. Not so. <laughs> Lo and behold, it was actually a spot check for the percentage of tinted windows. So mind you, the state of Georgia, mainly concentrated in the greater Atlanta region, finally passed the hands-free law down here. And they're being excessively aggressive with implementing this new law, even down to the point of you not having too much uh, dark of a tint. So my husband and I switched cars this week. He was driving my car and my car, which I specifically got um, tinted to meet the laws and regulations of when I lived in Jersey, you know, was okay. I had the 35% tint in the front and the limo tint in the back. They're very dark. But with Georgia's new implementation of the law now, they want everything 35% or less. So they gave my husband a warning that we have such and such a time to get our tents in the back downgraded to the 35%, which I find ridiculous. But of course, for them to finally implement the law down here, which these people were going crazy with texting and driving, I have no complaints about that. But when it came to me, <clears throat> I don't have any tents. My husband's car doesn't have any tents. So they still pulled me over, lo and behold, because I have Jersey plates still, um, and asked me, you know, where was I going? I said, I'm a homeowner here in this new city and I'm heading home. And um, he said, okay, just checking you out, check my ID and saw that I am a Georgia resident and sent me on my merry way. So spot checks can happen for any time, at any time, for any reason to make sure we are in line, to make sure that things are congruent, congruent with what the environment requires. So I said all of that to say this, that I have four major points. I have much more. <laughs> um to conduct your own circle spot check, to make sure your environment, your village, your tribe is all in alignment with where you need to be in life, in your contentment, in your success realm, in your level of growth. There are four major ones that I've pinpointed to be the most easiest to identify, the most easiest to interpret, to see how, who is who, how do you need to approach it, and how do you need to part ways 
or to minimize the level of engagement in that person who's a part of your circle. So number one, which is the most obvious and the most uh, (laughs) recognized emotionally, is if they do not clap when you win. If that one in your circle or several has not expressed any level of excitement, um, joy, or any kind of celebration when you win, when you start to um, actually to knock out those goals that you've attained, that you've wanted to, you know, um, uh, pursue. If they do not clap when you win, if they try to change the subject, if they're like, oh, congratulations, oh, that's great, mm, and immediately changes the subject or treats it as if it's just a regular conversation, that is a major, major red flag of someone you need to spot check in your circle. Who do you need to give a further seat? Who you need to put in the nosebleed section? Or who do you need to escort out of your life and out of your space? That's what you need to pay attention to. If they don't clap when you win, that's number one. Number two is if you noticed or experienced more than once ulterior motives. Ulterior motives. What are ulterior motives? Is if they have intentions of obtaining something you have or trying to one-up you on something that you strive to attain, that's a clear indication of ulterior motives. If they get close to you for information, for connections, for exposure, unwarranted exposure on your behalf, that's ulterior motives. There's a psychologist slash preacher that I listened to, Dr. Carolyn Scholl. And this is a statement she said, and it's a video, it's quite a few years old. And I've been listening to at least three years ever so often when I need a reminder. She has a statement where she says, um, some people are because with you because of you, you know, they, uh, and it's called borrowed brilliance, where they borrow your favor, your intelligence, the people who love you, the people of influence that you are, you know, accustomed to, um, being, you know, so sociable with or, uh, associates or even friends, they have an intention of getting what you want of getting next to who you're already next to on a comfortable level. And they borrow your brilliance. They borrow your intelligence. They borrow your words. They borrow your presence to get where they need to go. And when they get it, they drop you like a bag of sand. They drop you like a bad habit. And I've experienced that firsthand, firsthand. And that was, those were signs that I should have paid attention to because I noticed the aggressive connections that wanted to be made on people who I know and love who happen to be progressive movers, people who are movers and shakers, you know, and that, that's the tribe that I rallied around unknowingly for years. Cause that's just who we are. That's who our environment, um, uh, brought forth. And I noticed the ulterior motives of trying to get close to who I was already close to, who are people of influence, who are people of stature and maintain friendships and use, you know, over the top generous ways to get to who I know and love. And at the end of the day, I believe when the mission was accomplished, out came, you know, the cut and dry, the high and dry, finding nonsense uh, reasons to try and end a relationship or end the friendship. And this is something that 
I should have done because I saw the signs, I should have paid attention to it. People who were close to me who saw, you know, the actions and saw the, and just had that feeling, that vibe. In my Caribbean culture, they said their spirit couldn't take them, meaning that something about them wasn't right. And I paid, you know, dismissed it. I'm like, ah, cool people. Ah, we know each other for a long time. Ah, history. And these people, especially number one being my mom, who has that that feeling that <laughs> we call it discernment to say, Mm-mm, something ain't right. Uh-uh. Angie, guard your heart, protect your heart. And she would she would um, remind me of the scripture. I believe it's in Proverbs where it says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. And she would remind me of that scripture. And I'm like, okay, mom, I get it. But I think if there's anything I, I would have, you know, caught wind and I did catch wind, but like I said, the loyalty, the connection, the history over was um, overriding that um, red flag. And of course, when the connections were made, when when the shoulders were rubbed, who do you think was excluded? <laughs> Your girl. But that was a lesson to be learned. And, and I'm thanking God for that because what it did was, in the midst of it, my integrity stood firm. My character is intact. You know, that at the end of the day, I can continue to move forward. The Bible also talks about we must at all costs, learn to live peaceably with all men. And it was around this time that every time I went to church, the similar scripture would hit me. It would permeate like almost back to back for three Sundays. Shortly after, you know, this discovery, I would have my, you know, the Lord would have the leaders in my ministry talk on this. And I'm a very personal person. No one would know my business. No one outside of the person who has offended me would even know that they've offended me, you know? So I would hear these messages, learn to live peaceably with all men. And then one minister, she broke it down. And she says, when I say something like this, it doesn't mean go back and be buddy, buddy with the person for them to, you know, uh, essentially and eventually break you down again. Actually, Maintain your integrity of all of this. Don't be petty. Don't backlash. And first of all, if anyone who really knew you would not question who you are or try to sabotage the relationship off of any nonsense. And I realized that because I found myself almost trying to explain my side of whatever their offense was. And I'm like, wait, if you really know who I am, I would not have to explain myself to you. And it was when that's when I started to back down off of trying to clear the air off something that I knew I wasn't wrong in. And then she said, went on and said how to further live peaceably with all men, that if that tie is broken, if that connection is broken, you don't go and spread what that person has done to you. If they're friends with who your friends are, and if they know who your family and uh, family members are, you don't even need to tell them. Your actions, your integrity, will always speak for you. And if that person tries to degradate you and tries to slander you, it will backfire on them because no one would ever see you in that light because the way you've dealt with people over the years and over time would definitely speak for you. Like the word says, or it would say, may the life that you live speak for you. And that calmed me down to quite a bit and said, God, because I did soul search and I'm like, Lord, if I'm wrong, if I did anything remotely wrong, bring it to me. Cause I'm, I'm a very, I'm, I'm timid and I'm afraid when it comes to tarnishing, uh, my integrity or my character. 
because I would, I like to sleep well. I like to sleep at night. And if I've done anything to challenge that, I always ask God to challenge me, to try me, to make sure, put me on trial if it's daily, to make sure that I'm living the way I'm supposed to be, that I'm keeping my mouth and my mind and my thoughts the way I need to be. And I ask God to really try me, put me through the ringer, make me see where I'm going wrong. And he said, you haven't gone wrong. I had to rip you away from the circumstance because you wouldn't pay attention when the signs were blatant, when the signs were right in front of your face and you chose to use loyalty to, to grant loyalty to an unloyal person. And he said, I had to rip you from that. And sometimes when you rip something off of, especially a bandaid off of your skin where the hair is, doesn't that hurt? Doesn't that feel painful? <laughs> and yes, emotionally that, that hurts. So ulterior motives, pay attention to that. Maybe one, two or three circumstances had, had happened in your relationship with someone in your circle where you felt offended, where you felt uh, as if you were used, as if you were shortchanged, as if you were used as the stepping stone uh, to their next level or to their next move. And then you were self and then you were sabotaged in that situation. That's number two. I know ulterior motives is a mouthful, <clears throat> but definitely there's so many scenarios for you to see that and for you to pay attention to. So that, that's number two. Number three, grab and slam, right? Grab and slam was where they gain your circle's trust, right? And then go in for the kill. So that's the attack on your, your slander. That's like a spinoff from ulterior motives. Grab and slam. They grab the attention, the trust, the like, you know, the uh, social status of who you already know and love. Probably pretty much without your <laughs> input and start to slam you start to slander you. You would hear back like, I've heard such and such said a thing, something about you. Or try to um, superimpose themselves into that area of life uh, to someone else that you might have history with or not, you know, longer um, connections with without you knowing. So say, let me use uh, an example. You have Sally and Sally Jane and um, I'm trying to figure out another name, Sally, Jane, and Sue, right? <laughs> Weird choice of names, right? So Sally and Jane are close girlfriends for years, right? And essentially they, you know, excuse me, made big moves together, made money moves together and are doing well, have a good social life, have a good, healthy relationship. So Sally, Sue, and then Jane is out there, you know, one of your friends that you probably know for some time. And, uh, like say, come on, I want you to come meet Sue, right? So you introduce them to Sue. How you doing girl? Come on, let's do this. Let's do that. But remember Sally and Jane are longtime friends. Sue's pretty much new to the circle. And then what Sue does come, let me, uh, let me take Sue's number. Let's connect and then forget Sally altogether. Let's do this without Sally. She doesn't need to be there. We have more in, more in common than, than she does. And, you know, they try to impose and superimpose themselves in certain uh, areas of life. But that's, again, that, again, pay attention to the, the scenario. There, there are intentional 
with that sabotage. They are intentional with that undermining. There's nothing wrong with introducing a people to others. And then, you know, they get, you know, a great connection and they become, you know, good at, and, and uh, they collaborate and what have you. But pay attention to the undermining part, the slamming part. They're like, oh, you're good friends with uh, Sally. And Sue, you know, Sue and Sally are good friends. Let me tell you about Sally. Da, 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 da. This is how she is. This is how, you know, ugh, I can't deal. The grab and slam. You grab the intention of those around you and then they slam you. <laughs> All right. So that's number three. Pay attention to these signs. And of course, it deals with a lot of petty issues. These people who have, you know, you need to really uh, impose the the circle spot check are technically and typically very petty people, very emotional, very reactional, super sensitive to everything and essentially petty, messy people that just loves drama, loves gossip. They're fueled off of gossip. They're fueled off of other people's trials and issues to temporarily, I guess, help them forget their own mess, right? So pay attention to that. Number four, and I wouldn't say it's last or least, but it's just as strong and as essential as the other three. They want to impose their advice as rule of law in your life. Okay. They have control issues. (laughs) So they have this need to push their agenda and to vicariously live their agenda in your life. And that's an issue. That's some emotional complex there that they have yet to overcome and yet to face and yet to, um, be delivered from. But that's another thing you need to pay attention to, especially if you're a person that's passive aggressive and they're extremely dominant in their behavior and in their actions, they want to impose their advice as rule of law in your life. And woe unto you, woe be unto you if you happen to not follow that to the T, right? You are ridiculed. You are scolded. You know, they take on the mother, the mother hen role and not to a point to say like, this is for your own good. It's, it's, it's as if they are uh, berating you for not taking their advice, right? They're berating you. Um, the only time I would hear, you know, um, discipline for not taking advice is if I disobeyed one of my parents as a child or a teenager. And then they would, you know, dig into me and tell me about myself, you know, and then I would step in line because they are my parent. They're the ones designed to oversee my growth and my nurturing and my maturing until I'm able to go out and make conscious and righteous decisions for myself. But now in a scenario of friendship and in a friendship based uh, relationship, if they take on this parental role to a point of you know, eh, I would always take, you know, uh, you know, a good, um, put in my place situation for my bestie and she knows who she is, but she's never the type to berate me. She would tell me, uh, Angie, you're messing up, you're acting up, but here's my foolish advice. Take it or leave it. This is what I see. And this is what I could see you doing better. That's how you offer advice or offer insight or be that third eye to that friend, helping her see or him see, you know, the forest from the trees, you know, if I'm wrong or if I'm missing something, you be that missing link to what I'm not paying attention to. But then you leave that person because they're an adult to their own uh, justification or to their own, um, 
results, all right, to the situation. But if they get to the point that they're berating you, that they eventually start talking about you of not taking their advice, start slandering your decision to maybe not follow it as, you know, cookie cutter is how you put it. That's someone that you need to really revoke their access in your circle. You need to really impose a stiff and strong circle spot check to that individual because they're not credentialed and they're not authorized to treat you that way, to speak to you that way, and to speak of you that way. So that's something I need for you all to pay attention to. So those were the four main insights to your circle spot check and what you need to look out for. The red signs, the flashing lights, the caution sign, the construction lights, all of that, which you need to pay attention to. And um, definitely, I am here. If you need to talk to me, I would want you to reach out. I am available. Uh, my website is IamConsultingLLC.com. That's IamConsultingLLC.com. And my little pop-up of signing up with me it will come up. Or you can go to the Contact Me tab, and you'll see where you can write in a little message if you want from me, want me to uh, speak with you on a deeper level. Or definitely my link tree. Uh, my link tree connects you directly to the links that um, can, you know, give you direct access to contacting me. So, of course, the link tr.ee slash I am Angie McDonald. And you'll see the four tabs there. And the one that most fits your request, you can click that and enter your information. And uh, definitely book me for a complimentary session. And if you feel I'm the best fit to coach you through this, and help you organize your circle spot check. <laughs> I can definitely do that for you. But I definitely want to share this with you. Um, I know it's 20 something minutes going into it, but these are signs that you need to pay attention to. Write them down, jot it down, do a mental and spiritual introspection to see if anyone fits those descriptions. If anyone's uh, credentials are invalid or not strong enough to meet up to those stand to the standards that you need in your life to move forward. We need to make progressive steps to uh, move away, give them move away from uh, that relationship or from that environment or give them <clears throat> a seat further away from your life. You can give them the nosebleed section. You can give them the window seat where they can watch from outside but have no access. You know, feel free to do that. But definitely need, you need to clear your spiritual and your emotional um, environment to make sure that it's congruent to where God needs to have you go next. Okay. So this is your girl, Angie McDonald. It's been another session of wounded to wonderful. It's my longest episode so far, but it's something that needs to be shared and something that needs to be expounded on. And I hope and pray is this is what, um, gets you to the next level. Okay. So I need you to grow from wounded to wonderful. And this is your girl, Angie McDonald. Of course, reach out Linktree L I N K T R dot E E slash I am Angie McDonald to definitely have that talk and to create your own circle spot check. You be blessed until I talk to you next time. It'll be seven or eight days from now, but definitely this podcast is long enough for you to chew on and to look, go through it throughout the week. All right. So have a blessed one. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Live it up. Live great. Be great. God is good. Okay. Take care guys. <laughs>